0: It was like trying to get my kids dressed when I'm trying to get out the door. Let's go. Nope. Okay, er- everybody's dressed. I got my keys. Let's go. Why are you naked? What's happening? That's how my brain matter works. Chugs along, you see. Nah, anime. Nah, nerd. Whatever. Oh, all right, fine. For the steak tartare. What is happening right now? The gift that keeps on giving that movie. A Polaroid. And it gets more Polaroidy From Italy, so of course it's going to be
1: awesome! Movie Freaks!
0: Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, and welcome to another edition of Daylight Recording, where we barely know how to act, it's a little awkward, and two old farts get to go to bed at a decent hour. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, we do. Uh, I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. And how are we doing tonight, sir? Uh, we're doing well. I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm I'm a young spring chick right now. You see, <laughs> you know, but,
0: it is what it is. Last night was the first night all summer that I felt like I got sleep.
1: Cause I didn't wake oh. up at 5. AM. Oh man. Good for you. Yeah. I, uh, the more, the more training I'm getting, the, the more I'm kind of left to my own, you know, to roll with it. And it's, it, it, of course it, you know, at night I'm like, okay, I have to do this, 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 I can't screw up this. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so there's just, it, it makes like that I can't turn off my brain at night. So sleep is, uh, optional. <laughs> at best. At best, yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I understand. You got it, dude. Yeah. You can
0: handle it just, just one crisis at a time. I and mean, you can yeah. conquer one hill before you get to the next mountain. That's right. That's. And if you do uh. scru- screw something up, uh, you wouldn't be the first person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it it'll be it'll go good. I'm glad that uh that we're podcasting tonight though, to get my mind off of work stuff and just talk movies and have a good time.
0: Mhm. I agree. So All right. Uh before we jump into the roulette, I got a couple other things here. First of all, rest in peace Chester Bennington. Yeah. Man, that's Park. crazy. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. And that's suicides never the answer, kids. If you have a, an issue or you feel like nobody's listening, find somebody that will. Cause that, uh, yeah. that does nothing but, uh, it's such a waste, such yeah. a waste.
1: Yeah. Even, I mean, it's not just, it's even for the famous and wealthy, it, it, you know, it's one of those things that even if you're wealthy and you have tons, you might have tons of friends, you still, you know, if there's issues you're dealing with, seek help. Yeah. Call somebody. Don't kill yourself. Yeah. It's so dumb. Too bad. I know.
0: I agree. Okay, enough of the downer. Uh, On a lighter note, uh, one of our listeners and a buddy of mine for quite a long time, and recently we've started uh, doing... How do I put this? Eh, No fancy way to say it, really. I was going to say we've been doing creative stuff together, but really he does 99% of the creative stuff, and I just interpret it my way. Uh, Has started his own podcast, TJ Washburn Jr., uh Average Joe's Drive-In, it's on Podbean. I recommend checking it out. They talk about uh movies and music and art and a little bit of everything. Uh as for the projects that we've done, I did that short audio the audiobook short story for him and I'm currently working on a full novel and it is a hell of a project, let me tell you. But uh looking forward to it. Yeah. That's, that's... that's I am too. I'm, I'm I'm ready for the unfun part to be done, which is actually recording the the work. I, I yeah. like I like editing and putting it together and finding sound effects and doing creative stuff like that. That's where I'm I really shine, I think, and right now I'm basically acting. And ugh, it's hard. And emoting. And emoting. And screwing up every other word. Then I have to start the sentence over. <laughs> Oh yeah! Yeah, it's always an adventure. It's fun though. But any, I wanted to encourage our listeners to go give him some likes. Go check out his podcast on Podbean. Uh, I listened to the first episode. It was I was it was entertaining. I was entertained. I liked it. I will. I will. Is it just him, or does he have some? He's having that chime in? he's having guests on. Uh, okay, so he's it's episode two. He just said he recorded and it's somebody different, but it was it was very cool. I dug it. Uh, Excellent. go check that out okay let's get on with the show and that always starts with diving into the ocean of cinema to find those gems in the rough on the roulette and this oh I can't wait I've been drooling to hear what your review so let's not take long Ah, I'm up first yep Cellar Dweller Uh, (laughs) we did a Blu-ray round because we were sick of watching shit and Eugene gave me a bunch of movies (laughs) yep Uh, Cellar Dweller yeah four movies (laughs) I watched them all (laughs) Stay tuned to Recently Watched. I'll blast through them. Cellar Dweller. Oh, boy, I forgot to get the synopsis of this one. Um, uh, 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 The reanimator guy is sitting in a basement drawing a cartoon, and the monsters he's drawing comes to life and kills everybody, and then fast forward 20 years later or something where he's not in the movie anymore, which was a bummer, because I was like, when's he coming back? And he's not. It was a (laughs) nice, fat cameo, kind of, and that was it. I was like, aww. Um. Then the rest of the movie, yeah, they are uh, doing drawing comics and monsters come out and killing people and yeah, it was all right. I I didn't I didn't love it. I certainly didn't hate it. It was a a cool little idea I've never quite seen before. As far as you know, I mean, it's kind of like in a weird way. It's kind of like that Death Note that's coming out. Have, have, you don't know anything about
1: that, but is that Japanese?
0: it was a japanese anime and now that's it's it's the netflix original movie from the guy that from adam wingard remember where oh, you get the, yeah. note, the notebook and you write somebody's name in the book and then they die and that's well, in a weird way they were doing something kind of like that but they were just drawing scenarios of how yeah. you how you die on a comic book page and then it would come to life and kill the people they wanted to kill
1: yeah i just totally dug it it is short doesn't doesn't overstay its welcome has that 80s feel some gore
0: yeah, I echo everything you say. I I don't really have any major complaints. I it was, it was fine. I didn't like it as, let's see, of the four you gave me, I would probably put it third. Okay, but oh
1: okay. Now I'm it. interested to hear recently
0: watched. That. Oh, <laughs> but before that, please, Van Helsing, and I'm sitting here with fingers crossed, like. <laughs> come on he had to like
1: that right <laughs> i will say that uh i was thoroughly entertained by it it is not a masterpiece by any stretch but it actually has held up very well for being a movie that is now 13 years old do i need, even need to go through the synopsis van Helsing with hugh jackman and kate beckinsale stephen summers directed it it's basically the mummy but more horrific with uh the old Universal creatures, we the, uh, Frankenstein's creature, the werewolf, um. In a weird way,
0: it kind of was like the, the Avengers of what Universal is trying to do now with the Dark Universe thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Cause they were I all mean, in it, there. It, it's just, it, the movie is so, you have to be in the right frame of mind. It's so loud <laughs> and just go, 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 go. Huge spectacle, pretty much non-stop. But having said that, you know, uh, Steven Summers, he, it's, he kind of had this stint to where he was making these big movies. And this one here, I would say this is probably a bit better than Mummy Returns, but not as good as his 1999 Mummy. I really liked the, uh, that first Mummy retelling or whatever. Uh, so I would probably pick that one over this, but this one here, it, and a fun watch. It's a bit bloated. But that's what I—that's what I thought when I watched it many, many years ago. Is it just for as loud and bombastic as it is? It's—it's it's a longer movie.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you've said, and I—I yeah. I do remember that something I cause I haven't watched it in quite a while. And then yeah, I was thinking, oh man, I wonder if Eugene's watched that yet because I haven't—I yep. haven't got any angry texts, so that's good. No, 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 no. Uh, it's uh, weird and then I was Eugene. like, part of the parts of the movie kept coming back to me, like, well, wasn't there a part where this? And then there was a part where a carriage explodes and he was like ramping it over a bridge and something. I just remember it was loud as hell.
1: Yes. The movie is so, it starts out with, you know, with the, the black and white stuff. And it's just like, it's, it's so loud. I'm like, okay, you know what? I like loud, but I'm actually turning this down. This is a Slayer concert here on my screen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, but it's weird to watch Hugh Jackman uh, you know, and he was, you know, it's weird to see him in a movie like this that's 13 years old now. And I'm like, wow, he's, while he is still as fit as ever, it's like he looks so much younger in that, uh, versus the grizzled, huge, old school Wolverine that he is now. You know, it's like, oh, he's a strapping young buck. You see? Yeah. <laughs> with his, with his trench coat and the, the cool, the, the crossbow thing. And yeah. yeah. Cool. So I, yeah, I just, it was, especially I, Blu-ray, I, it was good.
0: Cool. I'm glad you liked it at least that much. I think you enjoy it as much as I do. And I just, that was our previous conversation. I don't think it deserves the amount of hate that it tends to get. No. As it's just a dumb, fun movie. I feel, I, one of the reasons I think I like it too is I feel like the humor works for me. With Frankenstein and with his stupid little hunchback sidekick or whatever, always giving him yeah. shit. I, it just all those bits crack me up and even Frankenstein swinging around. Then he lands and he's a big oaf and he says some, some funny shit. I don't know. I can't remember now, but yeah.
1: And you know, I liked that. Uh, I, I Yeah, you're right. The humor was good in this. Again, I, 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 I hate to compare it to mummy, but I kind of have to compare all of Stephen Summers' movies right around this time. Cause they felt similar. And I think the humor and the character interactions in the first mummy worked better. But again, this compared to the other Mummy movies is definitely, definitely better, more enjoyable to me. And I thought that everything in Mummy Returns was this, but even more. Like it was, it, it was just, it's too much. So. It was just like every, it was like a love letter to Universal
0: Monsters. Or, you know, yeah. most people didn't like it, so they'd say it's a shit letter to, but it's like he loved them so much and just wanted to put every little, the, the windmill and, uh, oh. Yeah, that was cool. Another thing about this movie. I, I know it's CGI, but arguably one of the coolest werewolf transformations
1: yes. ever. For CGI, that was good, and then you can tell this movie had a gigantic budget. Well, right now I'm on IMDb; a budget is 160 million dollars. That is a large, large budget for a, a movie like this. And I am curious how the most recent Tom Cruise mummy. I, I know that on our own show we talked about. Oh, I had hinted that I was going to go see it, and then timing did not work out, so I wasn't able to see it. But I am wondering how how that one is compared to this older. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I know this is it's the reason I say Van Helsing versus like the Summer's Mummy movies is because, like you said, this feels like a a extended universe type thing, which yeah. is what Universal is trying to do right now with whatever. So, which that movie bombed, I'm not sure if they're going to keep making. uh Making those. Any word on that? I believe that it was...
0: I, I could be totally wrong on this, but I think it was after The Mummy came out that they revealed their Dark Universe trailer and more people that they are going to be... Like Johnny Depp's The Invisible Man, and it sounds like they're going to keep rolling, and I think while it's not doing well here, I think it did okay overseas, maybe? Again, could be totally wrong. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but... yeah. I You know, hey, if, if it's even Dracula untold good, like, okay... I'm okay. Like, that yeah. was entertaining enough. All right, whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece every time, for crying out loud. How are you ever going to reinvent the wheel of Dracula or Mummy that hasn't been exactly. done better before? I just don't yeah. see it.
1: Yeah, I think the pinnacle was probably uh the Gary Oldman Dracula. I love... I adore that movie. Yeah. Uh Now, I, I will say that uh if you're interested, Mummy is playing at the Dollar Theater starting tomorrow, so... I might have to try and go check that out when I can. I would like to see that sometime. Me too. I am interested. Yeah, so. Okay, let's move on to the next round. Okay. Uh, I'm up
0: first. Okay, I got you three Netflixers here. None have been tested by trailer, so you are on your own. Demon Inside. After suffering a trauma, a renowned psychic rejects her gifts and becomes a shut-in, unaware that demons are shut away inside along with her horror movie for Eugene. I think it's a foreign film. I'm sure that's the dodgiest pick of the week. Cave. This one, I think, has potential of being solid. Torn between old camaraderie and recent tensions, three ex-soldiers reunite to explore a deadly cave, but soon discover terror beyond all expectations. It's amazing how often people find terror beyond all expectations. What expectations of terror do you have going into a cave? For me, it's just, uh, it's gonna be dark, might be some guano, and, uh, might get crushed to death. I don't, that's it, right? Or lost? That,
1: and... Or the creatures from the descent, that too. Well, but, <laughs> okay, right. putting that aside. Yeah. L- you're really going spelunking.
0: What are your expectations of terror? Yeah. Uh, pretty much anything exceeds those right yeah
1: i i wouldn't do it <laughs> that's just me so
0: i'm oh me neither meh. but
1: <laughs> uh, yeah um okay
0: and lastly this is your safe bet of the week netflix original documentary chasing coral divers scientists and photographers around the world mountain epic underwater campaign to document the disappearance of coral reefs i cannot imagine that will not be a thumbs up it will be beautifully shot and colorful and reefs and then with a little bit of or a lot of, uh, environmentally conscious stuff. What a stuff. I, surely that's awesome. And I think all of these movies came in between 75 and uh, 89 minutes, I think. So yeah. Yeah, I think, I think a pretty good bets there.
1: Good. Okay. And heading your way, first up is a Netflix original. Normally I would not throw this your way, but because it is a Netflix original, that is why, uh, I thought I would include it on the list. And that is To the Bone. This is a – on IMDb, it says it's a comedy slash drama, which I'm like, oh, boy. And it's an hour and 47 minutes, which is another – oh, great. Hmm. Uh, but Keanu Reeves is in it, so that's something. Uh, Lily Collins is in it, and it's about a young woman is dealing with anorexia. She meets an unconventional doctor who challenges her to face her condition and embrace life. So uh, it's a Netflix original. I I I, I bet it's going to be good. I'm glad you threw it on okay good um next up is uh the incident and that is bear with me here I'm of course I'm on IMDB I should be on I should be on Netflix so very uh, fine because now I'm wondering which one I picked because uh, of course on uh on IMDB there's oh there it is okay so, The Incident is a sci-fi thriller. Two parallel stories about characters trapped in illogical, endless spaces. Two brothers and a detective locked in an infinite staircase and a family locked on an infinite road for a very long time. Is this uh, 2014? 2015? Yes.
0: 2014. Hmm. So... A beautiful mindfuck. Wow, I'm surprised they put that right on the poster? A nightmarish thinker.
1: Hmm. All right. So, there's that. And last but not least, uh, YouTube. And I actually have created a YouTube to watch list on my own, like, account. And so I have movies that I'm just kind of running down the list, checking them off, which we will get into on Recently Watched. Uh, But this one here, the name just was too good to... To not include or throw your way just because it's going to be a good laugh, and that is 1974's Cry of a Prostitute <laughs> <laughs> from director Andre Bianchi. And Andre Bianchi also has done some of my favorite horror movies, Burial Ground being uh, being one of them. He is obviously an Italian director. He also did Strip Nude for Your Killer, which I watched. I watched again recently, and I love. Uh, but he, he's just very, a very sleazy, makes sleazy movies. And this one here sounds very, very sleazy. And this one here is getting a code red release here in the next week or two, but Hey, it's on YouTube. So there you go. If you're interested in watching it before you Eric, buy the Blu-ray, then go for it. There you
0: <laughs> yeah. go. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I'm oh, pre- if you were- pre-ordering away.
1: <laughs> yes, and the plot. Uh, the movie's called "Cry of the Prostitute." That's all you need to know. It's hey, there. baby, you want a date? That's about it, right? Isn't that yep. the cry? Yep. <laughs> yep. Hour and thirty-seven minutes. It's a crime drama. But uh, did I mention that it's directed by you? Did that Bonner? was a, yeah. that was okay. a big
0: selling point though. Hmm,
1: that yeah. one for coming. me it is because I love burial ground. That's the uh, yeah I like oh, that yeah, one that that too. Is,
0: is this uh, this is an Italian movie or this is a foreign film?
1: Yeah, it's an Italian movie. Did you verify guessing... that there were any subtitles or, or dubs? Yes, I. the okay. one that I have on my YouTube list, uh, I believe, is the English-language dub of the movie. And how long is that one? Hour and 37
0: minutes. Nope, too long. Okay. Oh! No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad you threw To the Bone on there, because that trailer I quite enjoyed. I think the most negative I could take away from it is that it might be way too cutesy-hipstery. I struggle with life, even though I've never struggled with anything in my life. You know what I mean? It's something yeah. that all younger people go through, myself included. And then you get a little older, and most of us learn, just drop the bullshit and get on with life. Like, you know, that kind of thing. That it, it was selling, like, maybe that a little hint of that. But uh, that's what the roulette's for, forcing me to do this. Okay, I'm I'm going to take To the Bone. To the Bone? Yeah. Wow. The incident... Eh, I mean, time travel, loopy thing, that's tempting, but... Um, it's foreign film again, so it's going to be subtitled, and I, I'm shying away from roulettes that are subtitled, because in the last... I keep forgetting to mention it, but in the last couple months, I've gotten caught in a lot of them, where, okay, it's a roulette, and you know within five minutes it sucks, and then you have to sit there and pay attention to it, because...
1: Yep, I know what you mean. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Uh, okay, over to you. Um, You know... Uh... As tempting as it is to, to dive on the cave suspense movie and the, what is sure to be probably a piece of shit demon inside, I am actually going to go with Coral because I am one to, that just sounds good. That sounds like my type of documentary. And I am like, uh, I, I want a sure thing. And that is, that's going to be a, more than likely be a sure thing.
0: No problem. I totally understand that. That, that, yeah. I'm impressed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> cool. I, I, I feared you would be, I feared that you were like, okay, take, take the demon movie, but I'm like, no, tonight, you know what, let's go with the coral thing. Cool. I'll probably watch that anyway, too. That looks good. Yeah. Now, that'll be an interesting, uh, interesting roulette for next week, then.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> Excuse me. Ah, uh, so there you go. Next week on the roulette, it will be To the Bone, Chasing Coral. Okay, we have a new segment that we're doing for part two of this episode, and this was Eugene's idea, but I'm going to sell it, because, well, I you don't have a choice. Okay. Uh Eugene said, how about we do a, like, Eugene's Underbelly segment every now and then, since, for those of you that don't know, Eugene has his own podcast called... Cinema Soft Underbelly if you are a horror fan or a fan of uh, obscure cinema or extreme and underground crazy cinema, absolutely go check this out. It is there, a lot of different episodes I would call nearly horror uh, history because he breaks down the history of horror films. He just talks about new cool releases coming out. it's an awesome show and it's it's an education especially for someone like me who doesn't have time to watch everything under the sun. I really enjoy the show. He's a little bit on a hiatus right now, so we're going to, he wants to put a little bit on this show. That's totally fine with me. This movie freaks. And if you're into any kind of
1: movie you're into, you can bring it to this show. I have no problem with that. And thank you. Yeah. And I, and I am not done with uh, cinema soft underbelly. I will, I will return, but just right now with everything going on at work and summer break for the kids and there's just so much going on, I'm like, I can't carve out that that time to produce and, you know, do all that stuff with the show. So I'm like, I'm just, for now, hold off. You don't have to tell me. It's hard enough to get this show done, let
0: alone with everything, you know, audiobook and all these other projects I'm trying to do, all the, running the kit. Oh, my God. It's crazy. I know. Yep. Uh, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we're going to, every now and then, I don't know how often, it'll probably just get put into the rotation of whatever we feel like doing that week. um, Yeah. Because that's kind of how we roll with our middle segments. But yeah, it's going to be Eugene's underbelly segment. And so you have brought a topic for this
1: week and I will let you sell that topic. Okay. So I thought what would be kind of fun is, and I'm, I know that, you know, it seems like every other podcast is doing it, but I like, I like top, top five, top 10, like the top whatever lists. I know they probably get kind of boring, but they're fun to think about and they're fun to talk about, especially if you keep them more confined, which is what we're going to try to do. This is just a middle segment, so it's not going to take that long, but we're going to do tonight the top five best intros before the intro. So best opening stinger before the actual opening credits of a movie. So, and I tried to lay out the groundwork ahead of time with Eric as far as, um, you know, this can't be like the movie opens with a cool scene with Credits going over the cool scene. This is literally like yeah. something happens, <laughs> uh, something happens, and then we got. I got go you. Along. I got you. Yeah. So and if you know, obviously there's you know, <laughs> loosey goosey here. So yeah, if, yeah. if you it's... break the rules a little bit, that's fine. But uh, I I was really trying to think of like those cool opening couple minute zingers where you're like, ooh, oh, all right, I'm I'm good, or this is gonna be awful, or whatever, whatever's you captures. You sure. Thinks, you know, it makes you think, I, "Ooh, this is." I tend, tend to call
0: it the um, the blender moment. I, I, when I talk about this with like other writers and stuff, have a what I call a blender moment right up front, and that is immediately snag your audience with something bonkers. When yes. and when I'm writing a story, I try to do that very much so. Like, why is it called a blender moment? Because imagine a film where a movie opens, a guy opens up a blender and puts his hand in it. And then title. Would you be like, what the fuck is going on here? I gotta, what? I gotta see what's happening here. Yep. That's why I, I coined it as that. But, um, so I know what you're, I know what you're talking about, but, and when it comes to the underbelly stuff, Eugene, that this is his, this is Eugene. This is his corner. Yep. This is where he resides. So it's, much harder for me to bring underbelly type stuff. Now there's areas of cinema where I am more educated underbelly wise than him. Basic, mainly like, um, smaller genres, like old school Kung Fu and anime. Those are the two I generally usually bring up. We'll get into some of that. Uh, but, I, I, not every pick of mine is going to be non mainstreamy. I mean, I try, when we do these segments, I'm going to aim as non mainstream as humanly possible, digging up whatever I can to, you know, that people have not heard of in the spirit of what is CinemaSoft Underbelly and your show. But (laughs) like I said, this is your corner. So I'm not, I can't do nearly as good a job as you can. And especially even doing this, it was hard for me to come up with. Well, we started off with three, and it was like, yeah, it was hard for me to come up with three.
1: Oh wow, I came up with like nine or ten automatically. I'm like, okay. Well, let's, let's... I had a, a longer list, but then I actually went
0: and started checking, and and like I put in DVDs. Just now, I think this is the way it was. And then I put the DVD in, and there was one that I was like, nope. I even did our usual research where I I Googled uh, top twenty five or, or uh, top cold opens to movies, and the list that they brought up, I went and double checked. And it starts off with the title card. Like, that's not a cold open. That's no, th- no, it's not. So that doesn't count. Then the movies they were listing, I was like, I know that's not a cold open. Or at least, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Yeah. it's a wide interpretation of cold open. But that's not the way that I was interpreting it, or we were for this segment. So, yeah, it got narrowed. My list got narrowed down fairly quickly. But I think that you'll be okay with a couple of the ones. Basically, what I'm saying, I'm starting us off here. And this isn't mine. Isn't really in order, top to best or worst
1: to best. Is yours? Um, you know, I think the I, my number one is, but yeah, it's just kind of they're all I think very cool, so yeah, okay, not really
0: good. I'm I'm cool with that. I'll I'll keep the dodgy ones here at the bottom, and then I have one that's my definite number one. So I okay I have a problem with that. Uh, okay, uh and I'm going to make some arguments for you as to why these almost might be considered under underbelly for some of these, because a couple of them you might be like, eh, I don't think so, but uh, hear me out. Okay. Okay, I'll, let me get these ones that are half-assed out of the way. That would be that one and that one. Okay. I'll just go ahead and order them. Why not? Real quick here. Yep, yep, and yeah Okay. Number five for me. Hear me out. Memento. Now hmm. everybody goes Momento, that's a huge movie. Or that's a big movie. Christopher Nolan. That's what broke him into Hollywood and it you know, it's amazing. And it has big stars in it. Yes, but at the time were they so big. I think Carrie Ann Moss was and I mean Guy Pierce, he is a big actor too, but he's not like the biggest actor in the world. And this was a low budget this was a low budget film, this was an absolutely independent film, right? Yes. And it was, um, uh, the the reason that would be at the bottom is because there are credits along the way with this opening, but you do have the full opening scene before you get to the title.
1: No. And you're good. Yep. As long as there's like something that happens before. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's, and that's how this one, well, okay. Both of mine are good then, but, (laughs) but there are, there are credits along the way. But if you remember the, this scene is in reverse. Completely in reverse, where he's flipping a photograph of a guy that just got shot, a Polaroid, and it gets more Polaroidy. It It's going backwards, all the way yeah. to the bullet re-entering the gun and everything. Oh, yeah, that's right. As I, now, no, That's a good one. I did not check this to make sure to verify, but I am 95% sure that that title card is not until after that. I, I guess okay. I should have checked that one. <laughs> but... At any rate, at still, that was one that popped into my head as being a cool intro movie. Like, that is a Blender moment. What the hell is going on here? I, I want to know
1: what's going on. See more. Uh, number five for you. Okay, number five for me is Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Now, this one here is the shortest uh, cold opening of the list that I have. But like you said, the whole guy putting his hand in a blender—that is essentially what the beginning of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is. Is it's literally only seconds before the huge, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street appears on the screen. But it's him making his glove, Freddy Krueger making his glove, mm. and then he puts it on and he just kind of like opens it up and like ah, whatever. And it is immediately you're scared. The music is perfectly—it's it, it works perfect for perfectly for the scene. And I like the fact that Wes Craven in this particular scene um that whole segment is like a small screen in the middle of the the frame. Oh, and like then, uh, Mad Max 2. Yes. Yeah, something like that. And it's just a small and then when he, you know, he opens his glove up, then it immediately disappears and like Nightmare on Elm Street like makes this it awful sound effect. So so unnerving as Nightmare on Elm Street like kind of flies at the screen and it is a perfect setup for what is to come as far as a horror movie goes. It's like immediately you're, if you're a horror fan, you're immediately like, that is awesome. I know what this is going to be kind of about and it's scary. And here we go. And then right after the opening credits and during the opening credits, there is someone's nightmare, which is totally frightening. Still holds up to this day is uh, Tina's opening nightmare scene with her running around the, the that big steam warehouse. steam pipe factory <laughs> yeah and there's like a a, a sheep runs across like <laughs> yeah, a yeah bang sheep runs across yeah, it's just creepy and unnerving but uh very very well done even though it's extremely short stinger opening i really liked it
0: cool i haven't watched that in forever uh okay next up for me number 4 this would be my other one where there's credits throughout but i don't again don't you don't get to the title for this 5 minutes this of. Oh, wow. This is an old school kung fu movie. I call it old school. It's 1980. Uh, Jackie Chan film when he was uh, still young. Half a loaf of kung fu. And a lot of old school kung fu movies, this is a very common trope. They open up with the guy just in a, on a stage, like a completely one color black, red, nondescript stage, just doing their dragon style or panther style or whatever. And that, I know what you
1: Yeah. I know what you mean. Yep.
0: This one though is Jackie Chan flexing all his comedy muscles. And he goes through every variation, not every, but he goes through a ton of variations of cliches of old school horror, uh, Kung Fu nonsense. And one, he's a samurai that's blind. All right. And he fights some dudes and then and with goofy sound effects and another one, he's jumping all over. The, it, it's just, it's absolutely hilarious. It is so funny. At one point, they, like, b- between scenarios, they, they, like, change setups, but you don't see it. So they go to the next setup, and it's just on one of these, uh, the, uh, dummy trees. Like the, oh, I don't even know what the hell it's called. The frickin' wood thing where they're constantly practicing on. Tink, 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 with the fake oh, wood arms. Yes. Yeah, yeah, ding, ding, yeah, ding. yeah. So they're, they're on, the frame opens on that. And then it zooms back, and Jackie is standing next to it, and you realize that he they have made one that is about a foot and a half tall. A teeny tiny little one. And he goes, Roof, and leaps over to it, and he goes, ding, diddly, ding, diddly, diddly. While he, he's just bonking it with his fingers. It, it was so ridiculous, so totally Jackie Chan, and absolutely makes me laugh nearly to tears every time I watch it. And it's a good movie, too. It's really goofy and funny, but it is still a good movie.
1: So, there you go. Half a cool. loaf of Kung fu. through. Okay. Next up for me, and yeah, I, I'm just going to tell you right now, every single one of mine is just, is horror. Oh, that's fine. That's, that's, that's totally okay. fine. I, my <clears throat> only reser- reservations were,
0: I can't do all of them horror. I can bring yeah. you some other, try and bring you some other weird stuff, but I can't do all
1: of that. Yeah. Um, I understand that completely. Um, okay. Number four for me is Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Um, it sets things up perfectly. It is unnerving with the uh, the picture sound effect with uh, up close shots of uh, corpses in a cemetery, with the the radio voiceover of the you know, grave robbing going on, and you can hear you can hear the hitchhiker guy doing his thing, and uh, immediately after these creepy pictures are taken. Then we actually see what they were doing in the graveyard, uh, which is basically desecrating a grave and there's this a corpse sitting on a tombstone. Um, and it's so... And then we... And it's like the bright Texas sun behind it. And it's such a gross, unnerving, dirty scene, directly followed by the opening credits set to... Uh, and... I guess a solar eclipse or or like shots of the sun with solar flares going off. Mm-hmm. And creepy music and it doesn't make sense but it in some sort of a nightmare logic it, it does uh, but it's just like the opening five minutes are just nothing but nightmarish chaos like it's so unnerving and unsettling especially with the shots of the sun and the solar flares it's like what I don't get this but you're not supposed to get it it's just creepy and it works so well and it's such a great setup for kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street to where the first opening couple minutes make you uneasy and you know kind of like, okay, this is going to be one of those movies. And I love it. It's It uh, sits at number three of my favorite movies of all time, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wow. Cool.
0: Okay, uh, number three for me. Let me make the argument for why I... <clears throat> consider this uh valid to be on the list as far as underbelly-ish, and that's because this movie bombed 100%. Let's go back to June of 2000. This thing took, uh, on a $75 million budget, worldwide took in $36 million, Ooh. but still has one of the best Blender moments of all time, and I still defend this movie, and that would be Titan A.E.,
1: Oh, I almost put that on my list. Yep. That's, the, I'm like, if, if there would be one movie that's not horror, it would have been that one. Yep. Hell yes. I mean, good I, choice. What better way
0: to start off a film than within the first couple of minutes? Uh, we just blow up the entire planet Earth and out of the rubble comes the title, Titan AE. It's an animated yep. film. Matt Damon and, uh, eh, some other people. Anyway, whatever. It's a good movie and it deserves a second watch. It's, I, I even from the first time I, I didn't see it because it was such a bomb and everybody was ragging it. And then I, I actually sat down and watched the damn thing, I'm like, what the hell? This is a good flick. That I very good.
1: Fully enjoyed it. Yep, I agree. That's a good movie. It, uh I haven't seen it in many many years, but I still. I mean, I, seriously, when I was making this list, that movie popped into my head as a non horror movie. It's a great intro and a really really good movie from what I can remember. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it it still holds up, and I know that you know you can't really. Uh,
0: I don't know. Does that qualify? Because, like, it's not underbelly at all because it was released in theaters worldwide. You know, it, it was a, it was promoted. I remember that movie being promoted, but at the same time, it bombed incredibly. So many people yeah. di- obviously have not seen it. Anyway,
1: number three well, for me. <laughs> well, I was going to say, having said that, what you just said there, um, this one here was a huge hit. And, uh, so it's mo- much more mainstream, but it is very much horror, and that is Zack Snyder's 2004 Dawn of the Dead remake. <clears throat> good call. Uh, I, it, it, literally, every single second of that intro before the fantastic use of a, uh, Johnny Cash song is perfect. It sets up, uh, with all of these movies that I've picked, it sets up what is to come so well, and it's so intense, and so, uh... I, I I want to start using adjectives and gripping <laughs> and exciting and uh, but it wondrous it, and magical and <laughs> yeah it's like uh, it it works so well especially the shot of there's a really high shot in the air aerial shot down where you see traffic whatever like all hell is breaking loose and uh from a far off aerial shot you just see mass chaos cars like smashing into other cars and then immediately after that, you go into the really creepy opening credits with, like I said, the Johnny Cash song. Uh, that is, and along there, you get the TV footage and stuff explaining what is going on as the world is crumbling apart. But it was really, really well done. I loved it. I loved that I, intro. I won't
0: forget watching that in the theater with you, especially that part with the high aerial helicopter shot. That's when we knew that, hey, this might actually be really good. Because yeah. we were both, you know, while I was watching the car, I kind of, I, I might be wrong on this, but I feel like one of us leaned over to the other and was like, that car is getting through the carnage. Just watch, let's just watch that car. And it doesn't go well. <laughs> yeah. But it was, Boom, it was yeah. beautiful the way that they <clears throat> distracted you before they exploded it. Yeah, it was sweet. Good movie. Okay. All right, number two for me, and the reason that I'm, I'm uh, granted that this is a bigger anime property, I'm still considering it an underbelly thing because a lot of anime is still underbelly. That's a niche thing that not a lot of people are into. I mean, a lot of people are getting into it now, and they're, uh, it's a bigger, more accepted form of animation and uh, just like storytelling as far as cinema goes, but yeah. it's still not for everybody. There are still times w- when I'm at the house like, hey, maybe we should watch this, and they're like, nah, anime, nah, nerd, whatever. Oh, all right, fine. <sighs> uh, Cowboy Bebop, the movie. Now, this was the, it, it's very similar. It's, this thing has so many similarities to Firefly. It's, it's ridiculous, but they had, uh, one season of their show or maybe it was just a series. I don't know if they ever even in, intended for more because it was hugely popular. I don't know why they wouldn't have continued, but they didn't. They have one series and they have a movie and that's it. And the movie is the follow-up to the series. And so the movie starts... And the movie was actually how I got into Cowboy Bebop because I hadn't watched any of the show. And I found the movie for cheap on DVD. So I picked it up. And the first five-minute scene happens all before you get to any credits. Totally cold open.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: Spike... or There's a convenience store robbery going on the, with a the gang of just nasty... Nasty bastards. And Spike just kind of saunters up to the front door and proceeds to whip their ass with his amazing Jeet Kune Do style, Bruce Lee style. The, The way they recreated that style in an anime character is just stunning. And with guns. And at one point they put a gun to an old woman's head. I'm gonna, by the way, I think we should try and find all of these clips Uh, on YouTube and put them, attach them to the episode on Facebook. Yes. If you can handle yours, I'll try and handle mine. But the, you, this is a five minute scene. I absolutely want you to watch. It's awesome, but uh, I, I'm not going to spoil it. Just check it out when we post this on Facebook on Saturday and check the comments because there'll be a whole bunch of videos to watch. And one of them is cowboy bebop, the movie, and you should check that out. Back to you. Number two.
1: Excellent. Okay. Uh, next up for me, and now this is where it got very difficult, but I'm gonna stick with a little bit more old school from here on out. I was going to, um, include Rob Zombie, one of Rob Zombie's first two movies, cause both of them had great cold opens, but I'm like, they, I, I these two just, the ones that I picked are just a little bit more meaningful to me. Uh, so, number two, and here's where it got difficult, but number two for me is, Reanimator. And this is Stuart Gordon's, uh, movie from uh, 1985. It sums up the movie perfectly. It's going to be gross and funny with Jeffrey Combs. He's doing, uh, he's trying to bring a dead person back to life. And these doctors burst into this door. He's in, he's in a European country and, uh, they freak out. They're screaming and it's bloody and gory. And they're like, you killed him. And he just kind of looked at the camera and goes, oh, I killed him. some Something some of the effect of, I didn't kill him, I gave him life. Something to that effect, and it's so cool the way Jeffrey Combs delivers that line. And then right away we go into the cool reanimator music that I know so well. And it's, you know, like, and pictures of anatomy, like animated pictures of anatomy. But I love that line delivery from Jeffrey Combs was so good. And it was just, it's perfect 80s fun. And it, yeah, sets the tone of the movie perfectly. You've seen reanimator, I'm sure, right? Yes. I've seen it one time. I own the Anchor
0: Bay Special Edition that came with the syringe pen thing and everything. I I stumbled across that at an exchange store, complete for cheap, I think. Or maybe I got it at Best Buy weekend one. You know how Best Buy is cheaper the first weekend it comes out. At any rate, I saw it for a decent price. And I knew at that time, Anchor Bay was the one that the price goes screaming through the roof by second weekend. So you better get it as soon as you can. So I snatched it up and I'm... I really enjoyed the movie. I need to watch it again. I'm not it's not one that I've watched over and over and over like Nightmare on Elm Street or uh whatever. Yeah. So I've only seen it once and I'm <laughs> not terribly familiar with it, but I did enjoy the film very much. Yeah. How many times can okay. I say very much in this episode?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, number one. I'm completely going against all of your rules. Uh no I'm not. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I've had this conversation before online with what's the coolest opening. And every time, this is going to be my pick. I don't care if it has to be horror, sci-fi, action-adventure, romantic comedy. I don't care if it's supposed to be underbelly or mainstream. I don't care. I don't care. This is, in my opinion, the greatest opening of all time. And it can't be topped. I, I thought the hand in the blender was cool. I should rename it to what this is. And that's Predators. Hmm. Great one. Yep. Adrian Brody. The film begins as a man wakes up and he's skydiving and has no idea how he got there. I don't mean he's in a plane and somebody's about to throw him out. Oh, no, he's falling through the air, Uh shitting his pants and flailing, trying to open a chute or something. And the ground is coming at him very fast. This goes on for, I don't know, a minute. It, it, the whole yeah. thing might be a minute. And he his chute opens just in time for him to hit the ground and, boom! Predators title card. Who's not in for that? Amazing! I I absolutely cannot put any other movie first in a in a in this kind of conversation. It
1: has to be Predators. Did you think about that right away? Like, oh, that's going to be my number one. Or did you like,
0: yep, oh yeah, okay. Uh, First thing on my list. Oh yes, because I've had this conversation (laughs) before. Sorry, this this is. That opening is so good and and so cold. It's like, I, I'm in. Like, I almost forgive the rest of the movie just because that's such a good way to get your audience in.
1: Yeah. Hey, and the movie itself is a good movie. I like that thing.
0: It is, and I'm, I'm ready to watch it again. I, I really like that movie. Good now, choice. Look, until you, now, you're going to probably name something that I'm going to be like, ah, oh, damn it, stupid predators. No, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> this,
1: is, this is totally Eugene Underbelly right okay. here. Uh, 1986's... Jason lives, Friday the 13th, part six. This is my favorite cold opening of any movie that I can think of. I, I am giddy every single time I watch part six, especially because of the beginning. Uh, it literally could be its own little mini movie and I would be perfectly happy with it. Uh, it, even for people that have never seen a Freddy the 13th movie before, you're immediately thrust into the story and very, very quickly you know what's going on because these two guys are driving in a truck to a cemetery and they're kind of explaining what they're doing and how why this is so crazy. Uh, so immediately you're kind of brought up to speed. It, they do a really good job of, of bringing you up to speed and keeping it funny, which part six... Was kind of, in my opinion, the scream before scream happened. West, West Craven's scream because this is there's some in jokes here and it has a little bit more of a loosey goosey feel and it's like we know we're a cheesy Friday the Thirteenth movie and we're embracing it and it works. It works so well and and it's a great horror movie. Is this the uh, but lightning one? The lightning. This is the bro- lightning. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's so. This is zombie Jason. Yeah, let's go. Cool. Uh, but. What's cool is, right, like, right up to the opening credits, uh, like I said, it's kind of a mini-movie, and then the opening credits happen, and even those are aped from a James Bond movie. Like, we have the uh, – Jason walks across the screen as an animated type figure or whatever, and he throws his machete at the screen, and there's a circle It's like – it's the entire James Bond. <laughs> but it's Jason Voorhees, yeah. and it's so great uh really james
0: bond i mean we have to mention him he kind of is the king
1: of the cold open he's been doing it for 25 movies i think (laughs) yeah i thought about uh putting one of those on but i'm like no i'm gonna stick with my horror stuff but for my favorite jason lives every single time it it, i adore the movie and every time i watch that opening it's like i like it more and more because it works so good cool yeah i dig that movie I love it. Eh. Love the movie. When was the last time you watched Jason Lives? Uh, it's been a while, but it
0: was, uh, still since we've been doing this show that I went through the vast mm-hmm. majority of them because they were on Netflix. So I was like, I'm gonna, I, I didn't have any review files for them. Uh, for those that don't know, we write reviews of every single thing that we watch one way or another. Yeah. And I encourage everybody in the audience to do the same because you'd be amazed how much you actually watch. And it's cool to go back and look at your old reviews and be like, oh, this time, not so much. Yeah. Oh, this time I really liked it. You know, reviews change. Yeah, every movie I agree. deserves a. Most <clears throat> movies deserve a second chance. Not every movie.
1: So anyway, that's it. Um, I will say for the Friday the Thirteenth movies, especially the Paramount years, they all have op- like cold opens, even the first one, and they're fun. I just like them. But the but part six, especially, just nailed the tone of that movie so well. Kind of scary, kind of funny, kind of gory, all of it mushed together for 80s horror awesome that I love.
0: And I think that's where the Friday the 13th series started getting good again for me. Like, I, I, I again, I could be wrong. I have to go look at my reviews, but I feel like there was a like four or five. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, do something, do something. And then six was like, okay, we're doing something now. Yeah. That zombie Jason. <laughs> Next level. Yeah. All right. Oh, there you go. That was pretty good, I think, no?
1: Yeah. (laughs) You don't sound convinced. (laughs) Oh, no, I like that. I I love that stuff. I, I know that, you know, again, it's lists and lists, but it's fun to think of, you know, try to come up with different unique ways of... No, when it's a unique list, that's
0: more fun. I'm in. When it's just top 10 of, I don't know, we've
1: done all those lists before, so we don't have to ever do them again. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I want to sometime get into like really uh like really crazy stuff like top worst actors or wor- I don't know, top worst oh. actors in a great movie or top yeah. great actors in an absolute garbage movie or Oh, I, we can do that. I don't know. We can you just know. totally do that. <laughs> That's how my brain matter works. Just chugs along, you see. That or splattered against a wall. Yep.
0: Okay, let's move on to recently watched because I have a lot and I'm sure I'm not going to get through it all. But that's okay. I'll save some for later. Oh, and I'm up first. Okay. Let me do a speed round and get Eugene's movies off the list that he gave me. First up is Catacombs and this was uh this was a movie. Yep. It was a movie. I I even hesitate saying it's a bad movie because it's not really bad. It's just uh endless. Like just endlessly slow. Like, let's go. And you said that when you were reviewing it a week or two ago, and I asked for it. But my god, I, I there's a couple of times where I I don't see how much time is left. Hit pause, and it's like, Wow, thought we were about to wrap things up. I've I'm a third of the way through this movie. It's still going. Oh yeah. Uh, wow. That's the- gift that keeps on giving that movie (laughs) so i i did not love this movie it it was decently made and produced and what have you but overall thumbs down it's just too damn slow had some good ideas and it was disappointing because it could have uh, dropped a lot of the pretense and just moved on with it got on with it and then it would have been a lot more enjoyable instead of just dawdle dawdle god uh, It was like trying to get my kids dressed when I'm trying to get out the door. Let's go. Nope. Well. Okay. Nope. Everybody's dressed. I got my keys. Let's go. Why are you naked? What's happening? <laughs> Such is my life. Okay. Next Ugh. up. Waxwork. This was a good movie. I liked this one. This one was very, it's very weird and kooky about, you know, what do you, what do you expect? Uh, getting trapped in a, I liked it better than like House of Wax and that bullshit. I only saw the remake of House of Wax, so take that with a grain. But the wax work idea, I don't think has been, well,
1: has it been fully exploited by
0: horror? Because it
1: needs to. Those places are fucking creepy. Yeah, they are. Well, between that and House of Wax, those are the only, only two that I can really think of right now.
0: Wasn't there a box set with the Puppet Masters and something with, with the waxy things coming to life? No, maybe I'm just imagining.
1: Oh, probably. Uh, yeah, Maybe.
0: At any rate, there, there needs to be more movies about wax figures coming to life and killing people. And that's not necessarily what this was until, you know, the very end. But it still had, I really enjoyed the premise of getting trapped in the different scenarios. That is the, the scary thing about going to a waxwork and if you've never been, I encourage you to go. They're really fucked up. I don't know yes, for, what, for whatever reason. It's like, oh, cool. I'm going to go see like oh, presidents and actors and stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, here's the torture dungeon and a whole bunch of gore and thumbscrews. And why am I? Why is this? Why does this? Why does this exist? Why did you go this way? And I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about wax places I've been. It is very strange. But <laughs> what
1: was your favorite segment in the movie?
0: Oh, of wax work? I I'm not sure.
1: Um, I, I love the vampire stuff with the, the steak tartare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I thought I shall whip the, you until you die. I I was kind of
0: very fascinated by the, oh, I don't know how you say, the one where they're whipping the girl, the virgin.
1: Yes. And then yeah. she's like
0: orgasming and you're like, uh, Marquise de Sade, yeah, yeah, the Marquis de Sade. I was like, what is happening? Why, why is this? Hap- what, what? That was the reaction. I was very confused by that. And, oh, this is one of those movies where that actress, through the whole movie, I'm going, what do I know her from? What the hell do I know her from? I don't know. And I'm looking, scrolling her IMDb. I don't know. What? And then I found it. Real Genius with Val Kilmer. Do you remember that movie? Yes, wow. Are you serious she was in that movie? Oh yeah, she was the uh. Dean's daughter, and he was hitting on her, and she's like, I'm only in, something to the effect of, I'm only interested in guys that can hammer a nine inch spike through a board with their cock or something like that. And I was just like, what is happening right now? I don't even understand what is happening, (laughs) but I'm turned on. And she was super hot in that movie, and that movie rules. If you haven't seen Real Genius... I don't think I have. Oh, you got to be kidding me. That's one of my favorite comedies. That seriously might border on top ten comedies for me. I love that movie. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that movie. Oh, damn it, get on it. It's on Crackle or some shit, but... Oh, that movie is so damn funny. It's, it's, it's a better version of Revenge of the Nerds than Revenge of the
1: Nerds. Ah, right, come on. Revenge mm-hmm. of the Nerds is awesome. Eh, it's okay. Uh, uh, booger and Wormser and Poindexter. Oh
0: yeah, they all end up really cool <laughs> in the end. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's a totally different take on the nerds being cool. And you should definitely check it out. That movie kicks ass. I love that okay. movie. Okay. Uh, okay, and lastly, Waxworks Two: Lost in Time, because that makes any sense whatsoever. Uh, this movie was completely bonkers, insane from beginning to end, and I loved it. It I loved it so much <laughs> that I loved it. it made me like the first one even more, and I liked the first one. But oh, that's
1: so great! <laughs> watching the second one, I was
0: like, "This is complete insanity." Just I, I love that they did the Back to the Future Two thing, where even the chick who has no career was like, "Yeah, not gonna do it," and so they get a different chick, and she's just now in the role. Um, yeah, okay, uh, great. <laughs> yep, yeah. Um, uh, I was fine with that, so, uh, it was funny, and she was, oh, not a very good actress at all. Much worse than, uh, nine-inch nine spike-with-your-cock girl from Real Genius, yep. but, uh... <laughs> I, uh, it's just bonkers. Even trying to explain this movie would take an entire... We should... I would say we should do a commentary track, but there'd be nothing to say. Just that's insane. That's insane. Why are they doing that? That's a crazy person would do that. Why? Why is this happening? I don't know. Who wrote this? I, it, it, five chimpanzees yeah. and a typewriter. They were fighting over it. They threw it back and forth. <laughs> the, eh, somehow this came out of it.
1: Yep. Somehow there's uh, there's an alien scene. That is like, okay, that's happening. And then there's the black and white scene with Bruce Campbell. I'm like, okay, this that's is great.
0: That's hilarious. We're beating the shit out of Bruce Campbell again. It, yep. You know why I liked it so much? And this is something that we'll get into in a different episode. Hey, future Eric editing this, write this down. Why, why do I like the concept of uh, jumping into the TV and going to TV shows? Do you remember a John Ritter movie? from the nineties. Oh, stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. Good movie. I like it too. Haven't seen it in forever. And I remember everybody saying it's a piece of shit. No, that's a good movie. I, I, it's been so long since I've seen it. I don't know. I just know I rented it like ten times when I was younger. Now, no idea, but I, I love that concept of jumping into the TV and being in the movie. And that's exactly what Waxworks 2 was. It was travel. It said they said they were traveling in time, but they were, they were traveling through movies. But it was, because they, I, I, I it was because they were in a fantasy land where God and the devil were playing with people looking for time warriors, which has nothing to do with bringing wax to... Why am I trying it, to explain this shit? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. That's all you need to know.
1: And then Gremlins popped up and the lead took care of the Gremlins and roll credits. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Why not?
0: Yeah. And this all started with a severed hand. This entire movie could have been over... In 15 minutes, the severed hand follows her home, kills stepdad, who is a horrible, abusive asshole. And all she would have had to do, because it happened the same night of the massacre, instead of saying it was a severed hand and all the waxwork came to life, why not just say, I came home and there was a crazy person that was fighting my dad and I tried to fight him and I put his hand into the garbage disposal and then he ran off. After killing my dad with a hammer. Yeah. And end of story. Okay, that's fine. Instead, she's like, Waxworks came to life, and a severed hand followed me home, and he killed my dad, not me. Okay, you're a lunatic. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Chimpanzees (laughs) flinging shit. Welcome to Waxwork. (laughs) I've wasted enough time on this. Over to you. Do a couple takes. Let me have some
1: sips while I listen to you talk about things. Things. Okay, let's start with a... Oh, boy. I can't help myself because the title is just so incredibly awesome. I watched a movie called "A Knife for the Ladies," because yeah, that's where we're going tonight. "A Knife for the Ladies." It was a prequel. It's a a prequel to "Cry of the Prostitute." You know they go hand in hand. I bet. I bet they do. Um,
0: Okay, or hand and gun.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Knife for the ladies, nineteen seventy four. A uh, horror western, and that is why I watched it. And oh, nice. I watched it uh, because Code Red put this out, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, Let's check this out on YouTube first, because it's on YouTube. Nice. And it looks like, uh, in I don't support piracy, but it does look like it was taken fl- from an HD print, which means it was taken from the Blu-ray so I'm guessing that uh, Code Red Bill is probably not happy about that. But it is on Netflix, right? Or it is on uh, YouTube right now. Well, uh, that's piracy, this, right there. Yeah, it is. It because it is a it's an HD rip mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, would I buy the movie on Blu-ray? Sure. It was, yeah, the movie was okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So have you bought the movie on Blu-ray? Not yet. No. But um. Oh wow. There's like it's a hard one to describe without spoiling it. Not that. It matters if I spoil it, but, uh, it has all the trappings of your typical Italian-ish, uh, spaghetti western where everybody is a dirty scumbag and the town is, you know, falling apart. And there is a killer, uh, that is going around murdering people by the end. You find out why. And there's, um, sexually transmitted disease is involved somehow which makes it really even more slimy and s- sticky and gross but cool um uh, and there's a I don't want to explain the movie it's it's <laughs> i the title itself sells the movie and the poster art is cool so of course i'm going to like it mm-hmm. um i do like that the poster says warning when the ripper slashes grab your throats and pray a knife for the ladies Anyway, there you go. I like it. <laughs> I like that
0: you went sexy oh. voice at the end. Like, hey, ladies, a knife. A knife for the ladies. Yep. Eh, Two dollar it drinks. Is,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's utterly forgettable nonsense, but I like that. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next up is... uh, yeah, And I go through my kicks. And so, you know, because I was on YouTube looking up different movies that I've been wanting to watch. And then, you know, oh, this movie is on there. I didn't know that. So let's watch this movie. Okay. Well, I'm going to watch this movie as well. So, um, I just been watching a lot of YouTube movies on top of the other stuff that I've been watching. So I also watched a movie called rocktober blood. Uh, and this is an eighties quote unquote slasher movie. I'm sorry. Did Uh, you say rocktober? Yes. From 1984, rocktober blood. (laughs) Um, it is absolutely positively one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my life. Ever. Like I've watched my fair share of garbage. This is this is scraping the absolute bottom. Uh shot on VHS I think. I couldn't the quality was so so bad, but it cleaned up looking like Terminator 2. This thing would still be excrement. C- complete <laughs> stinky excrement. Um and this is a this is one of those Metal horror movies. And I'm going to get into another one. My last one is another heavy metal horror movie. But this one here is about a guy in a band that kills people. And then is killed but comes back to life. And this is maybe. I don't know 100% for sure. This is kind of what I'm just going on by what I saw. Uh, lots of footage of real shitty musicians playing playing rock music kind of long stretches of that oh, the, and d- then, the director's friend's band or the director's band or, yes yeah. it goes on and on and on the effects are abysmal everything about this movie is awful I mean I this one here I was actually angry about watching and most crappy movies from back in the day I'm like yeah Still okay. This was terrible. Why don't you learn to turn them off? Why don't you give up? I know. I mean, October Blood was your sign right there. Oh, I know. And the thing is, like, I started, and within the first ten minutes, I'm like, uh, I don't know. And here's why I finished it. I'm like, this is going to be reviewed on Movie Freak. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna suffer through this one because I'm like, there could be some redeemable qualities throughout this 80s movie because it's an 80s movie. But the, the shot on VHS, I should have known, but. No, I didn't. <laughs> all right, awful. All right. Awful movie. Um, okay. So, let's get the other metal uh, metal horror movie out of the way, and that is Trick or Treat. Have you heard of this movie? A Multiple. Or, uh, okay, spell like Trick or or Trick or, or Treat. This is Trick or Treat from Just 1986. Straight up or Treat. Yes. Uh, this one actually has uh, some sort of a budget. This was... This was a widely released movie. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Gene Simmons, they both have cameos in it. Oh, and legit it, metal. Yeah, it, it plays kind of like a slasher movie, but uh, I wonder where you would fall on this movie because I think it's pretty good, but I went in thinking this is going to be a cool slasher movie. In the beginning, you're like, oh, this is going to rule. Uh, it's got the 80s metal. It's got that that's, that feel to it. And then they go a lot more fantasy with it than I was expecting because it's about this uh Sammy Coer was this famous uh rock musician guy and he was burnt in a fire and uh this this kid that's picked on in school, he gets the last known recording of this guy and he plays the record backwards, which of course back in the eighties that was, you know, why does that sound every... familiar? It was kind of a you know, a known movie back in the day, but yeah, he plays the record backwards at which brings this guy back to life who He's, you know, of course looks like someone from Motley Crue with the big hair and the black leather, but it's, it's very much, uh, um, it reminded me a bit of Shocker, Wes Craven's Shocker, When I think the Shocker came out after this, uh, but it's, he kills people with electricity and that's how he gets his power is through electricity and it's a lot more fantasy. I was expecting straight up slasher, but it's like, it's virtually goreless and it's, I was really hoping they would stick with the, the beginning, which sets it up perfectly with the, the Jocks in school picking on the kid. And you're like, Oh, this guy is going to get his revenge. I can't wait to see this, but it's like, Oh, now it's going fantasy ish. And now lots of, of that 80s style electricity, you know, emperor type thing shooting the electricity yeah. out of his, that type of thing. It, it was cool. Uh, you might want to give it a, a shot sometime because it's, it's, you know, I know you're not a huge 80s hair metal fan, but it's not so much slasher as horror fantasy. Right. So there was
0: something Ooh. that we watched recently. I, I'm kind of feeling like it was a TV show and it was an episode of the TV show or something where they were trying to get the this record to. And then when they played the record, some guy came alive and came out of it and came after people or some shit. I can't remember what the hell that was. Damn it. I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? It's happened before. There, there's still, there's still a music related, uh, horror. I believe it was a short film that I've been trying to find forever where a guy makes a deal with the devil to be good at playing metal guitar and he's playing like crazy. And then at the end, the devil comes to collect and he is, he says all you have to do to get out of this contract is to play this sheet music and he starts playing it and as he's playing it to try and keep up with the tempo, his fingers start to bleed and drip onto the paper. And oh, the, nice! And as that happens, more notes appear. So he—that sounds really good. What you don't know what that's from? It's one of those things like that underwater bullshit I've been trying to find forever, dude. It might be good chance it's a Tales from the Crypt episode. Okay, something like that. I think it was a thirty-minute kind of episode thing, but it and he just kept playing and playing and playing and then more blood more blood and more notes more notes it and that that was he was trapped and that's and then it that was the end of the thing i'm pretty sure that was a tale from the crypt it sounds like a tale from the crypt if anybody knows the title of that episode for the love of god please let me know <laughs> cuz it's something yeah. i've been trying to find forever <laughs> i want to rewatch
1: sometime i want you to watch trick or treat i think that you would probably enjoy it you might even heck you might even enjoy it more than i did just because it's not so much... And I know you like slasher movies, but it's a, a bit more
0: fantasy. I feel, I feel like it was on Netflix or it was in my queue or maybe on Crackle or something. I, ha, I feel Oh, probably. Like,
1: I think I had it in my queue at one point or another. I just never got around to it. Ozzy Osbourne is completely, completely miscast as a as an evangelical pastor or whatever oh, preaching against the sins of rock music. I'm like, I get it. Oh, ha ha, it's Ozzy Osbourne. But I'm like... It, that does not work. Yeah. No, it's Ozzy Osbourne. So uh. <laughs> anyway, so it was, it was enjoyable for what it was, but Rocktober Blood was, was, that was, that was required viewing in hell for all eternity is <laughs> that movie. All right. Right there. Back to you.
0: All right. I got one more and then I'm going to be done. And it won't okay. take too long. And yeah, then you can do another round. And we'll wrap it up. First up, Oats Studio volume one. Zygote. This is a short film, but it's my kind, our kind of short film. It's th- like thirty minutes long. Did you get a chance to watch this? I watched the
1: first half of it with my wife, and I'll watch the rest of it here. Uh, uh, maybe later tonight. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think you should. I think
0: you will. I think you will. You, you really need to. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why do you? Do? Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Oat Studio. For those that don't know, is a. Uh, it's the how do you explain this shit? Why, why is, what's his name? Neil Blomkamp. There you go. Neil Neil Blomkamp. So he's doing this project and that project, and then they fall apart and then they fall apart and they keep falling apart. And then he says, screw it. I'm just going to go set up this oat studio and make short films with other people. And then he does this, this zygote 30 minute short film had more story and was more well produced then so many movies on the roulette. I I could scream. It almost made me angry. Like, how many times have I watched some sci-fi piece of shit? Garbage! Yeah. on On the roulette. A full-length movie. And it had no story. It had no effects. It had no budget. And this thing, the budget that they had for this, was more than that full-length movie. This could have been a full-length movie very easily, and you had more than enough story to do it. And it really feels like he's... I mean, he was, for those, that, again, for those that don't know, he was doing a alien sequel of some sort that had to do with mm-hmm. Ripley, that was going to be more of a direct sequel to Alien 2. And yeah. it feels like that fell apart. And so now he just shifted all of those ideas and some of those actors into making these short films. And it's just pieces and parts of the same, feels like the same universe, but it's not. Oh, I just changed the name of this a little bit, and that's why everything looks aliens, but it's not. Damn it. If you can do this shit for this price, there's no reason that you can't make a full-length movie of this. There's no reason whatsoever. And I don't know how far you got into this. Did you get to the CGI monster?
1: Um, I got into the... There was one scene where someone uh, explodes, which was kind of where we stopped. I'm not sure. The monster is unforgettable in Zygote. Uh, then I probably did not. I mean, this was a little bit later at night. I had been okay, drinking. All right, all right,
0: all yeah. right. You're fine. But trust me, you need to finish it. Because this movie is the... It's like aliens and the thing got together and had a baby. Very much the thing. is. it's set yeah. in some very cold place and some mutant creature is after that. It's awesome. Now, are
1: all three... Like, there's three of them right now.
0: I'm not Correct. sure how many there are. I know that there are several up, and they're they're all on YouTube for free, legit from the company itself. So I'm like, how are you making money? I guess just on views? But if that's the case, and you have this kind of budget, just make the damn movie. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah. especially if you've got three 30-minute movies, uh, this should have been a movie. Well, I don't think they're, all the short stories are interrelated. I haven't watched oh. the other shorts yet. I'm going to. But okay. this one was extremely strong. And you need to see like the whole time I'm watching it, I was like, "This is Eugene. This is this is the thing. This is Eugene. You have to see this. It's awesome. So good. They cram so much good story in there, without. It's so hard to explain without being a shitty, bullshit Netflix original. Not Netflix original, but Netflix cheapy that we talk about all the time.
1: Yes, that that comes and goes in a couple weeks and it's it's garbage. It's terrible. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Check out Oat Studios.
0: I want everybody to go to support them. We need to support this kind of cinema. Like we talked about, uh, was it last episode with Hearts of Darkness and uh, yes. yeah, the chi- the cheapy guys that are actually making quality content needs more attention, needs more support. And so far, they're knocking it out of the park. I've only seen one short, but it's out of the park. Uh, okay. Next up, Arrow season five. Yay! Back to the shit. Uh, I have to cram some in on you I enjoyed season 5 I think more than the last season or two it's still good I still give it a passing thumbs up it's thankfully less ridiculous than the last couple seasons have been I was more emotionally invested in this season and I am looking forward to more I didn't buy your cliffhanger at all I don't believe for a second that anybody is dead and i uh, that's it I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that thing Uh, As far as rankings for DC uh, TV shows, it is The Flash number one, Supergirl is number two, Arrow is three, and Legends of Tomorrow is in last. I still have to finish up the last half of Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow uh, recent seasons on Netflix, but that's where I stand on those. I just wanted to squeeze that in real quick, and I am done for today.
1: Now. You talked about uh, Castlevania
0: already, correct? I wrote a review of it, so I was hoping that you would bring it up if you got a chance to watch it.
1: Let's talk about Castlevania, shall we? Oh, I would love to. Oh, oh wow. Um, you know you know how I am with TV shows, but here's how you sold me. One, obviously it's Castlevania. Two, you're like, look, all the episodes combined equals maybe an hour and a half or two give hours. Or take. Yeah, it's... it's- yeah.
0: Four episodes so like, of okay. thirty minutes, and you take out the the beginnings and ends, and they're you know twenty minutes.
1: Yeah. So, I I started watching it, and within the first five minutes, I'm like, okay, uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing, and I'm 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 embracing this animation style. At first, I'm like, I wish this would be a live action. Come on, but I understand that would be a huge budget, and I would rather see more of this. Well. I would much rather see more of this world if that's what the budget allows, because this is fantastic. Uh I mean, it is, it is, you said maybe around two hours. It doesn't feel like two hours. This feels like 30 minutes and the entire season is over. It's not a minute is wasted. Not one minute is wasted on this show. It's the storyline, go, 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 go. But it's still, it's fleshed out enough to where it's not like you're throwing too much at me. It's, it's slowly unraveling the story, but a- along the way, it's just nonstop action and gore and comedy. There's some great funny bits in this thing. I was very surprised by that as well. Yeah, I loved it. I, I This is one where I will probably end up watching this one again in the next couple months. Easily. Easily. I'm not going to lie. Uh, within a week later, I was going, maybe I should watch that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. And for anybody out there that's like, ah, oh, you didn't even get to the, you know, I guess this is based on Castlevania 3. That's what I've read, and, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you didn't even get to the stuff from, you know, or in the castle or whatever. And it's like, I, I like this. They're setting things up really, really well. Uh, and I don't even know the game. I, I, I'm sure I've played it way back in the day, but I, more of this, please. More. I'm, I'm sold. This is awesome, awesome stuff, especially from a horror fan. This is, this is like hard R rated animation type. Stuff with a, to me, a pretty big budget. At least it looked, it looked very, very polished for an animated movie show. Oh, it
0: looked fantastic, but I don't know how those kinds of budgets work because, especially when it comes to animation, I, I could be totally wrong on this, but I think that they ship a lot of that work to Asia, China, Japan, Korea, and I, don't ask me how, but somehow it comes yeah. back looking like that. Probably on looks the tr- great. Yeah, It looks amazing. It was.
1: I love how every punch, every, like every time someone gets punched, it looks like it just breaks every bone in someone's body. Like <laughs> a-, a punch to the face and it's like teeth fly and blood splatters and their jaw like moves two inches. It's great. <laughs> I agree. And uh, oh. uh, what did you say that I wanted
0: to address? Um, shit. Oh, I've... I've I've said this many times before on the podcast, and I've told you many times. It's a little different when you're watching an anime show when it comes to the length of the show. Because you've got last time on on this show, and then it's intro to the show and long song. And then you're 10, 15 minutes of show, and then coming up next time on the show... And then exit song on the show. So if you are on Netflix and can binge this shit, or have the DVDs or whatever, and you skip all of the bullshit, you can cram, you know, 20 yeah. episodes together and it's like four hours. You know, it's not that big a f- deal where, yeah. that's just the style of, that's anime. That's the way that most of it works.
1: Yep. Fantastic. It, uh, of everything that I have watched since our last episode, uh, I think that other than the next movie I'm going to talk about, um, this is the best thing that I've watched since our last episode. It was that good. It was that good. Um, now. I
0: agree. The And that's yeah. a spoiler for coming soon. But carry yes. on.
1: Okay. Um, so as our listeners probably know, if you're a fan of cinema, then you probably have heard of George Romero. He sadly passed away at age 77. Um, And so uh, this is... Odd of me for the night that he passed away. I'm like, you know, um, I need to watch a George Romero movie. Why is that uh, odd? Well, b- well, because of what I watched. Um, so <laughs> was it so, the Alligator I'm like, movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch his worst
0: piece of shit ever. <laughs>
1: no, no. Actually, I decided. You know what? I want to watch, uh, and I'm gonna watch the uh, not, the original Night Dawn and Day from him again here soon. But I had. On my stack, I had Tom Savini's, uh, 1990 or 91, uh, Night of the Living Dead remake, which I think might be one of, if not the best horror remake. Oh, the thing is right there as well, uh, ever. I, I love Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead. And I think that it captures everything that made Romero's movies so good and even improves upon them slightly with being a little bit newer. But they very much still feel George Romero-esque, I guess. I love the, everything about it that feels like just at that late 80s, early 90s time, the score is good. The practical effects are really good. I loved the characters in this. I actually, I actually like the characters in this more than Romero's original Night of the Living Dead. Hmm. I think that, uh, Tony Todd was fantastic. Um, and, uh, Tom Towles as, uh, Cooper was, was even better than the, the guy that played in the original. But I think this is superior. And I, I can't believe I'm saying it because the original Night of the Living Dead is a classic. Yeah. But the remake is, uh, is so good. It, it works so good. And I'm watching the behind the scenes stuff on this particular Blu-ray, which was imported from Australia because the American version is completely botched. Uh, they, somehow they screwed with the color timing and the entire movie looks like it's it's got got this bluish gray teal tint to it and it's literally it's like ruined um the australian import uh, Blu-ray and the original DVD of this is the correct version, I guess, is, which is, it looks normal. Uh, but there is some behind the scenes stuff about the trials and tribulations that Tom Savini went through making this movie. And it's really, really interesting. And it's cool to see how he made such a great movie, uh, when he was dealing with so much stuff, uh, in the making of this movie. And the movie did not do good, which is unfortunate. And this is a, uh, one of the two guys from Canon, uh, he was the producer on this movie, which uh, is cool. Globus I... or something? Yes, Globus, yes. Anyway, that's, I, I know that's probably weird that that's how I celebrated the life of George Romero the night that I found out he passed away. But... Not
0: necessarily. I mean, even on uh, uh, Average Joe's Drive-In, second plug of the night, uh, TJ and, and guests were talking about how much they love the 1990 version of that. I've only seen that one once, but I really enjoyed it for being, you know, what it is, 1990 remake of that.
1: Yeah. But
0: they were, they so, were slobbering all over it as well. <laughs>
1: and I agree. I love that movie. I, I remember when that came out on VHS back, this is back when I worked at the video store and I, I couldn't wait to watch it. And then that's when I watched it, uh, I watched it the first night and I'm like, this movie is so good. And I watched it the next day again, uh, back to back. I, cause it was so, I thought so well made and it's creepy, doesn't play things for laughs, lean, mean, running time. It moves quick. And the zombies are, are just gross and they look like they are really like the undead, not hyper stylized CGI zombies or anything. So I, uh, but those are the two best movies that I've watched since our last show. Not movies. I guess Castlevania is a show, but I consider Castlevania almost just a kick ass Uh, movie with some credits thrown in here and there during
0: the runtime. I wish it had been a movie. That was my biggest complaint.
1: Yeah, it should have been. Hey, season
0: two, they greenlit the day that this came out, and they said it's going to be eight episodes.
1: So, at least we'll get a little more. You think they're still going to be clocking in at like 20, 25 minutes each? Oh yeah, probably. Okay. It's good shit. Perfect. Yep. I love it. Yeah, I had, Now, will you be able to, with a little bit more episodes, some more episodes, will you be able to hold off on binging it? or Because I binged this. Or, or are you going to try and space uh, it out? Some, probably or? not.
0: Especially <laughs> when it's eight. You're still talking under ten. Like Game of Thrones is is usually, not this last one, but it's normally ten episodes that are an hour long. It's hard yeah. not to binge that. Most of these other shows I'm watching, DC and and whatnot, they're 45 minutes, and there's you know I don't know 13, 23. Ep- there's a lot of episodes, so you get into padding, not on yeah. purpose, but they just try to, to pace it. But when it's a very specific amount of episodes and it's a shorter amount, that means they throw everything in right away. That's why I love that. Game, I do too. I think seasons should be. <laughs> Use the international measuring system. 10. <laughs> That's what yes. metric is. 10. Uh, a season should be 10 or it should be 20 or whatever. But it why is it 13 and 26? It's It's—it's just, America, got to be different. I'm going to, yeah. you know, your
1: system, I'm going
0: to fuck your system.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah No. now speaking of Game of Thrones, obviously the new season is out. And, I mean, at this point, I, I should be like, yay, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch it. I know I am, and I'm going to probably end up by the end of the season liking it, but it's going to be, as usual, a slug, just a slog to get through, because I forget the characters, I forget who's who, lots of episodes that could be cut down, filler, blah, well, blah, blah. this, blah, this blah. season
0: was a little different, because it's only, like, six episodes, and I think they're movie length. Oh, Okay. It's sure. HBO.
1: I, I think it's only yeah. six, it might, maybe six or eight, whatever. They have one more season after this, correct? And then it's done. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Bring on more Westworld. I'm, I let's wrap things <laughs> up with game of Thrones. I like it enough, but it's yeah, bring on Westworld. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else?
0: Uh, Oh boy, wise? I didn't,
1: I, I barely covered my, I mean, I've got other stuff, but I, it can wait. I want it to end on a good note. Cause some of my other stuff is <laughs> s- slop. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: no problem. All right, let's so, do Coming Soon. For me, okay. uh Coming Soon, Jack Reacher 2, Never Go Back. I watched this movie. I didn't review it for you, for you tonight. You're just going to have to wait. <laughs> Snowpiercer is on deck because I can't stop thinking about Oakjaw, and I really like that movie, and so it's time to get Snowpiercer off my Blu-ray rack. And Tekken 2, the live-action movie. Hated the first one, so of course I'll buy the second one for $2. Why not? Ugh, damn it.
1: It's the Eric version of Yuji. It is. It,
0: <laughs> uh, the Tekken shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's the best fighting game of all time. I'll, I'll, I'll say that forever. Sorry. Yeah. It's great. So the first movie was not good? I don't Never even remember it. it. I watched it. I don't remember it. No idea. Yeah. I just remember meh, meh, meh. I. Yeah. So, of course, hey, Tekken 2 for 250. Sure. Thanks, family video. You
1: bastards. Okay. What's coming soon for you? Um, I wanted to talk about this tonight, but you'll just have to wait for my written review next week of Iron Master. Stay tuned for my full written review. And after that, we may, we might discuss it just briefly on the show. Hmm. And also, uh, let's see here. 2019, the fall of New York. From Sergio Martino. I can't wait to watch that. It's, guess what? A Mad Max ripoff from Italy. So it's going to be awesome. Um, oh, let's see here. Another Sergio Martino movie, All the Colors of the Night. Uh, uh, Giallo slash Rosemary's Baby type knockoff, I guess, from the 70s. From Italy. So, of course, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, I'm going to try to watch Dunkirk. I really want to watch Dunkirk in the theater. From the reviews I'm reading, the movie is supposed to be uh, really, really, really good. And I've been hearing a lot of things about how you don't really get to know any of the characters, which sounds like a, a dig on the movie. But a lot of the reviewers are saying that that's a good thing. It makes it more real, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so have you heard about that?
0: Like that? It's- I have heard that, but I, I've heard it as like more of a compliment than a complaint.
1: Yes, me, yeah. So, and it's PG-13, which is odd. Um, oh, it is? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's PG-13. Yeah, it's PG-13. I was expecting, like, a, it's a war movie, so it's got to be R. but, eh. Hey, it's Christopher Nolan. I'll watch him throw paint against a wall as it slowly dries, and it's going to be awesome.
0: I agree. I, I... So. Yeah, I agree. I I will probably wait on that one to get to Netflix or something else, because... <sighs> War movies, I, I don't. I've, I've got enough stress in my life that I don't. I'm not really in the mood to watch that as entertainment. Yeah. But
1: yeah, and I, you you actually bring up a good point because there's there's so much going on for me too, and it's like, do I want that or do I want the dollar theater mummy with Tom Cruise? Even though I'm guessing Dunkirk will be a better movie, I'm like, eh. so I'm gonna try and get to the theater to watch one of those two movies. Hopefully by next podcast, I'd rather have the mummy. I I want
0: Valerian valerian oh the, yes. that's one that i want even though with the mixed reviews i'm still hearing
1: some really good reviews so i want to yeah. see that as well great trailer but it's the, the runtime on that i'm like you know what i can't it's that's like three hours with oh, really oh, well no with the opening credits and i have i have to think in babysitter terms yeah i mean what we would pay for a babysitter i'm like you know dunkirk that's one i could probably sneak off to see by myself uh, whereas Valerian, that's kind of a wife movie and therefore it's babysitters and that's a process, yes. as you well know. Yes, so, I do. Uh, anyway, that's obviously, I think that Valerian, as much as I want to see it, will probably end up being either a dollar theater or a Netflix type thing. Cool. Me too. Hopefully.
0: I'm, I'm ready yeah. for school to
1: start and it, it's safe to go back to the theater during the day. <laughs> well, you don't know how many times I drive by that theater and there's just, School buses there with lines of kids. I'm like, what?
0: What are you doing? Well, they they knew you were coming. It's the same thing for me. Every time I pull in that parking lot, it's 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 a it's a old, a old home person day with air tanks and uh, yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna go home, and watch
1: something, forget it. Yeah, even even with the price of a dollar theater movie, it's <laughs> it's not worth the anger. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Oh, also.
0: Please visit our Facebook page, movie uh Facebook.com moviefreaks pod, and you can get our written reviews, where I did a glorious it's not really a review of Die Hard Five as much as it is oh, a, a stream of consciousness. While I was watching it, I was typing my thoughts. So Yeah. Yeah. You might be trying to suppress those memories, but go go give that a read. Maybe you'll want to give it another shot if you're up for I thought I was on vacation. Abusing yourself. Okay. And with that, we're done. (laughs) All right, man. I'll see you next week. Yep. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening.